Blog Talk Radio. Woke up this morning and something's changed. Just wanna laugh, just wanna dance. And if I'm lucky, gonna get some romance. Whoa! It's Marsha Casper Cook, and we're going to have a great show today. It turned out to be more like what I really was planning on doing in the future, but this is kind of like a roundtable discussion, and um, everybody that's on the show, they'll be able to ask each other questions, and uh, this is really, this show is actually kind of going to help everybody for children's books, and it, it even if you're not writing children's books, a lot of the things apply, but with children's books... There's a lot that needs to be done, and that's why, you know, we're going to discuss it, and they will be able to ask each other questions I think would be good. And uh, let's see, one of the people is not here. I'll, they're all going to hi, Michael. be – oh, hi, how are you? We're on the air now. So, okay, I'm going to um, let everybody talk about who they are and what they do, and then we'll get into a discussion. But I just wanted to say a few messages. Congratulations to Joe Biden for winning the election, and I'm hoping that um, – Everything gets back to normal soon, and everybody wear your masks, and uh, so many people are getting COVID now, so it's just a little thing that we can all do. You know, it's really spreading. I'm in Chicago. It's a lot. It's going fast, and a lot of people who didn't know people that had it before are knowing people that had it now and are having it now, so it really is very bad, and we have to, you know, really stop this, so if you can wear masks, this would be a good thing. And also, uh, I'm added a show uh, tomorrow with Jeff Fleischer. Um, he he was on before. He's um, an author and an editor, and he's my editor actually for the last 13 years. But he's written um, books, Vote of Confidence, and he it's a young people's guide to. Um, elections and how things happen. He was on a couple weeks ago, and then we decided to have a show. So it'll be tomorrow at 2 o'clock Central Time. So we're going to talk about all this, how this happened with the election and what's going to happen and uh, how the confidence of the people matter. So I think that will be a good show tomorrow. We added it. I wasn't sure if I was going to have it, but we are going to have it. So um, And then we have a lot of shows planned, and then – Starting in January, I'm going to start having more roundtables. We have always a lot of guests on where we all talk about different things, but I think this get, this group that we have today can all help each other, and they will help you because they actually do it themselves. It's not like you sign up for something and you don't know who's doing your work. So let's talk about well, – I'll tell you who they are, Donald Lloyd, Liette Regan, Elwin Autumn, and Joanna Bufus. So let's see who's going to go first here. Okay, Liette. Hi, how are you, Marcia? The wheel went on you. How are you? How are you? You do a great job with what you do. So tell everybody what you do and, um, you. you know, it's important. So my name is Liette Reguan, and um, I am a wife, a mother of three little kids, and a um, children's book bookstore owner online. 
Uh, what we do is we have a bookstore online called Magic Beans Bookstore that basically celebrates indie authors and illustrators. And we um, do that by showcasing only indie authors um, and, and their uh, children's, pic- children's books for all ages, but mainly um, young ages. And the best part of what we do is that we donate new books. Most of them are signed by the author, which they send in. Um, and we donate those books to underserved kids um, in elementary schools that are in low-income areas. We work with a, an amazing organization called RIF SoCal, which is Reading as Fundamental in Southern California. They're one of the biggest organizations, and they work with um, hundreds of schools um, in underserved communities, and they have a great program where the schools sign up and they do uh, distribution of books. Um, a lot of those books that they send, that they give to or donate to kids, and kids get to take home and build the home libraries um, in their own home because a lot of them don't have age-appropriate books in their home. Um, a lot of those books are traditional books, and now they have a new selection of indie books, so which is amazing, and um, they get to see that, hey, you know what, um, if I want to grow up and write a book one day, I'm able to do that, um, and I'm able to self-publish, and there's a way, you know, way to get my story out. Um, so it's it's wonderful. Uh, we've worked with them now for um, a year now, and I'm on the board as well of board of directors on that organization, and hopefully we will branch out to more organizations um, that do the same kind of work to promote literacy and to get more books into um, kids' homes because a lot of the Ill- illiteracy uh, statistics that we're seeing that are very low are because um, children don't have the appropriate books at home, they're not reading at home, and we all know that a lot of things stem from the house and the home. Yes. So. Um, so that's what we do. My Which husband is, is also thing. a children's and, you know, author. Could you, could you email me the the address and and then um, if you want, you know, if you want, maybe someday you'll put it out for the people they can or they where they can send the books to. You oh, know, absolutely. Um, it's all over our yeah. website. It's on our website as right. well. But okay. I'll definitely make another post. Yeah, I'm on um, the website sure. all the time. You know, and I mean, yeah. I just but I'm thinking now. You know, yes. into this because you know I think a lot of people they might have more books than they had before because they're not going out places. So maybe they have yes. more books this time to donate because yes. they're not going to schools anymore. You know, like even when I used to yes. go to schools, I used to donate. Like if I have five books, I'd bring it to the school library. But we don't go anywhere now. You know, so right. everything that's is one zoom, of the zoom, zoom. <laughs> Yeah, I, I yes. know, I know. And okay, your husband is having something too. A Zoom? Are you are you yes. having it or? Yes, what, we can are you just doing talk right about now. That for we're one doing... second, so I don't forget that. Okay, thank you. So right now we're just um, we just started doing a uh, virtual reading program with uh, Riff SoCal, where they um, well where we're sending our list of authors that participated to. Um, I believe it's like 300 different schools, and because everything is online right now and schools are still closed in California and mostly everywhere in the country, um, we're doing uh, live uh, author readings for, you know, authors to get their book out and to get to know a lot of the classes and the students and for the students to, you know, kind of just get a break from the monotony of just like the learning online and all that, and they get to ask questions and do a QA and a with the author, and I think it's great, and we're getting a lot of positive feedback, and we have a few readings this month and some next month, and um, we're trying to do, you know, so, you know, just trying to get out there and um, with with everything going on and all the changes and stuff, and still still trying to get kids 
kids to read because let me tell you, I have three kids, and um, if I don't take their technology <laughs> right. or devices yeah. Yeah. away, uh, they will be yeah. on it all day. Yeah, that's right. Right, and reading is really important. Okay, and that comes yep. to, okay, Joanne, uh, talk a little bit about what you do. I met you in my building at work, and then it was really weird. I met you, we got along great, we met each other, we are going to work together, and then COVID came. And so that was the end of that. So meanwhile, you've been working on your whole project now all these months. So tell everybody about your project and uh, what your hopes are for it. And that's why all of the people that are on today, everybody has something that can add to each other. So go ahead, Joanne. Hi. Thank you. Um, So excited to be here. That was a ball full of knowledge um, from the previous guest, and I can't wait to talk uh, more. Yeah, yeah. So I actually wrote my own book series. Um, It's for age groups 8 to 12. And um, it talks about really sensitive topics that nobody wants to talk about um, because it's personal. And I felt, you know, children that are going through things need the tools. So um, our our company's mission is to save children globally through stories. And so um, when I wrote my first book, I didn't know that I'd be on, like, book number five of a book series and then start a company to help authors and illustrators come together and work together. So our most popular service is the Authors Muse um, uh, program, and that's basically we help authors get to print. Um, So we consult, hold hands along the way, and get everything done, and then it also – let us open the doors to amazing illustrators who would have never met, you know, these authors um, and help them uh, move their project along. So, yeah. So I'm so excited. Yeah, to be so they, I mean, it's a great, it's a great actually, idea and it's great that you're starting to do it and you are publishing already. So, and um, mm-hmm. there are so many people we'll talk about that also about some of the places people can go to get services and you are one person that can tell them. And as people know, I can tell them also, which I tried to do, but now you're incorporating it. So I hope to, we can work together. Good. You know, and um, it was just funny how that happened. <laughs> Oh great! We're going to get together and do yeah. all this, and then everything happened right after, like a minute after that. So, all right, uh, okay, and uh, we do have an illustrator here, which is a good thing. Which is why, Donald, how are you? Doing well, Marcia. How are you today? I'm good. All right, so tell everybody what you do. I am a new author slash illustrator working on a series of books that are based on my kids and the. Um, life experiences that they are going through, you know, making friends, meeting new people, um, you know, bullying, stuff like that, and working on trying to get my foot in the door with the illustrator end of things, too. Um, you know, I've worked on a couple since the last time you and I've talked. I've illustrated two books that are now in print uh, for other folks, and I've got uh, three more people that I'm working on currently uh, to try and get their stuff illustrated. Um, and it's just a, it's a whirlwind of a ride trying to navigate the whole thing. But like you said earlier, that's what I love about the, the children's book genre and the people that are involved with it is they're so helpful to everyone else that it's every day is something new. And it just makes me appreciate the fact that I'm in this, you know, for the long haul now. It is a group. You've met some good people there, and you know, and so we'll talk about all of the things that you do because, as we all know, with children's books, that's 
you know, the thing, illustrations. And uh, let's see, Elwin, you are here. And hi, Elwin. You've been on many shows. And, hi, um, hi, And you seem to have the bond of everybody here because you were a teacher. And so tell everybody about what you did and how you're continuing on with everything now. Well, um, first, I am a part of um, Liette's Magic Beans bookstore, and I reviewed yes. one of Donald's books. So there's a there's a connection between. Yes, all I, of do us. But, <laughs> I, um, I do know. I do know that. Right. And then, and I reviewed one of your books. Yes, and, and you made I a lesson plan. Lesson and I didn't plans want you made lesson plans. Yeah. For, yes. For me. Um, That's I, what I want I, you to I, say. I, too. Um, I am a former pre-K kindergarten teacher with the Philadelphia School District. I have a master's in education. Um, and since I left the district almost four years ago, it'll be four years in December that I left, um, I write children's books. I review children's books. I used to write for an online publication, um, Coffee House Writers. Um, I have some contributing articles, you know, with different blogs and stuff like that. But... Um, I also do classroom visits, and as a result of my spring classroom visits, with the COVID learning loss, I made a series of educational videos over the summer. They were, um, they were I called them summer camp, but they could really, you know, they could apply to anything because I took the right. summer camp theme, and under that theme, I broke it down into all other topics, and each week I focused on the letter, and I did a phonics lesson, and then... Um, I have free downloadable books because I know Liette said that a lot of children don't have books, but I made books to go specifically with the summer camp series that are all downloadable. And um, on a couple of the videos, I do um, a read-along with the books just to try and make it easier for the children. And then, like, everything's available for free through my website, um, elwynautumn.com. Okay, I just want you to just before we get into anything, I want you to just talk about the lesson plan part because uh, in my okay. case, what happened is I did my lessons. Pl- I had my books out already, and then we did the lessons plan. Lesson plan. Uh, any new book that I would have, I would do that also beforehand, which is the way you're supposed to do it. But you know, uh, you came out there and you all of a sudden took over because you just got a lot of PR and you were out a lot, so people saw what you were doing, and you know, and you because you started. You know, I don't know how is it a year and a half already, or what is it like? It feels like longer, but is it how long yeah, is I it? Think it's been, you, yeah, it's been like two, two, two and a half two, years. Two and a half years. Um, you know, time yeah. flies. Yeah, yeah, I started this, writing. This last year went by fast for a lot of us. You know, but oh, well, it, you know, God. so lesson plan is important, especially now. Yeah, well, I mean. Um, As a a former teacher, when I would read a book and I would go on the author's website and I would see that they had free downloadable uh, lesson plans, I immediately already loved the author because it just made my job easier, Um, you know, just having that extra resource. You know, maybe I didn't use the lesson plan to the exact um, way that the person who wrote it, but I mean, it it would spur ideas in my head. And then I was writing lesson plans for my books, and I was like, you know what, I should put it out there that I can write lesson plans for other picture book authors because it's a great marketing tool. Because like I just said, yes. teachers so appreciate it. Yeah. They really, really do. Yeah. I, I mean, love like, it. I think that's that's such a tell, good tip. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Leah, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I would tell other teachers, you have to go to this website. They have all this stuff, and then everybody would be like, oh, my God, you know. 
Yeah. So, I mean, teachers, if, if, if we come across a good deal, we tell everybody that we know. Right, right. And I think that's a good say, um I have to say, yeah. Owen, that's such a great tip, and I think teachers are the best marketers because they yeah. – um, and they're the best publicity because they tell everybody and they you know and and if teachers love a book then everybody's going to love the book because they know what to look for and I think that's such a great thing to have authors put on their website is lessons plan and if they can't do it then they call you and I think that's wonderful I'm definitely going to have Paul reach out to you for sure because he needs to do that on his book yeah right um, his book you know your husband I have to say that uh right Sal is is he's out there a lot Okay, and yes. he is, you know, well, no, well, he's he actually is doing it the right way. I mean, because he really is out there, you know. And I mean, uh, I guess I should say what I did. I have five children's books, and I also have uh, romance, and I have a Holocaust survivor story. So I mean, I, you know, I've done a lot of different things. I was an agent, and I always forget to talk about what I did. But I think you know, I love children's books. I worked for a pediatrician for many, many years, and Kids are the future, and so yep. and now certainly because they are having uh, this is very it's difficult for all age groups, but for children this is the world we're living in now, and it is difficult. And parents have to come up with a whole day sometimes of things to do for their kids if they're not at school. And you know this is going to be a tough year for kids at school, and some of the kids will lag behind, which I think you know is par for the course because I don't you know I can imagine how horrible it is for you that have young children. Yeah, it's not easy because you you you're you're trying to have a life. You're trying to also have businesses and you know do everything else and also make sure they have an education and don't get you know sad and without friends. So this yeah. is very hard now. So yeah. I think putting together children's books that, like, everybody's on here right now, that, you know, they have so much at stake. And there are, and one of the things is there are people that really, some of these books are expensive that people have out there. So I think when you're donating and things like that, I think Christmas time and Hanukkah are the times when, you know, everybody wants to give gifts. And, you know, sometimes you're not thinking of giving a child a book when you should because that is what their future is. They, it's fun for them, and they need to read. And, you know, it's as a, a parent myself, you know, he, my son is naturally older, but, you know, you've got to get them to read some way. And the audible, you know, um, so anybody, does anybody have a question of anybody else? You know, uh, Joanne, you might because, you know, you're, getting, you're just getting into this, and these are different people than you know. So is there something you wanted to ask anybody? Honestly, I have so much questions. Can we all Okay, well, go ahead. <laughs> well, go ahead. This is this is the show to do it. Because, right, I, I don't have to be the one asking questions. Everybody's heard my voice for years and years. So go ahead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Come back to me for a second. I'm, like, writing down everything okay. that I'm trying to All right, okay. <laughs> okay. Donald, you said you had – okay, Donald, you said you had talked to uh, – um, you, you were going to talk about something – we talked to Ron about something. Uh, yeah, I had just, uh, you know, back in the last time I was on, and you had uh, Rich on there with us. Rich, he I'm had sorry. mentioned about Rich, Rich, uh, Lin- you know, Rich going Linville on. started it. Rich, Rich Linville. Yes. He started a site. Uh, you know, it's a yep. group actually, and, and it's grown and grown and grown. Absolutely love it. I'm on there daily, and he you? had That's mentioned to me about trying to get the illustration part of what I'm doing going. 
and yeah. he had given me a, a website to check out and to go on there and see. And yeah, he said for a while you're going to have to take some jobs that are you know underpriced uh, yeah. just to actually get your name out there. And yeah, yeah, I think that's something that needs to be brought up too is just to let folks know. You know, um, we were talking about it a little bit before the show that yeah. you know illustrators do what they do. And you have to think about, yeah, they're charging, you know, for argument's sake, you know, they're, it's a 24-page children's book, and they're charging you, you know, $1,500. You know, and a lot of, I've had a lot of folks come back to me and say, well, that price is pretty expensive. Well, when you break it down per illustration or even, even further to per hour, you know, that person's roughly, like in my instance, that breaks out to like six twenty-five an hour. That's not even minimum wage. Wow. So, you know, that's, I think, what I've noticed is that a lot of people, they value the illustrations, but they tend to undervalue it when it comes to how much they really think it should cost them. Well, that's well, that's the whole thing with writing. I mean, this whole industry exactly, and every and everybody on exactly. here is most likely taking doing a lot of work free, which we all do. Exactly. And that is true. I mean, and the unfortunate part is, is that people, if they're independently published, see, I, you know, that's the problem. We've all started out, and if you're independently published books, you know, if if you have to start for 99 cents, I mean, how much can the author really make? Okay, so, I mean, I think that's the people think if you're an author or a children's author, they don't realize that you're not making it. And the illustrator, you know, I mean, all of the people that do things and planning books and doing things, it does cost money. And you know, and mm-hmm. even if you were if you were even if you have a traditional publisher which you still won't get your feedback that you want exactly and you may be getting drawings that you don't want and, and sending out well let's start this place. The one place a person can start out with illustrations is if you write a book and you send it to all the publishers and you know, and you want them to publish you. There I did this for twenty years and if and when you get it on the editor's desk or somebody that's reading for the editor, they might not have the same imagination that you do, or might, and unfortunately, they may not have an imagination at all. So you send them something, words, and then they go, oh, this does, it's no big deal. And that's what they say. They go, oh, it doesn't jump off the page. Of course it doesn't jump off the page because the illustrations make it jump off the page. And so, exactly. you know, and uh, a lot of times people's books were not taken, not because they didn't have a good little book there, they just didn't have illustrators. And so this is why you need this, right? You need someone to do illustrations. And if a person really can't afford it, they can do some illustrations and they can maybe get some clip art so they won't be that much money. Do you know what I mean? But the initial look of an illustrator is a – I started out with – you know, doing picture when I uh, some of them were, you know, they were clip art, and honestly, nobody even knew. But then when I got it illustrated, Mikey Brooks was on a show a few weeks ago. He's been on lots of shows and he's done a lot of illustrations for me. But um, he he made some illustrations, and it did make the whole book change to a whole other level. But so if they can't maybe afford a lot of money, maybe they can just do a few or maybe you could do the cover for them or something. So, you know, exactly. they can make it a little yeah. less for themselves. But it's still yeah, and there are so many ways to generate it too. And yes. that's, 
I think, you know, I love the art end of it. You know, don't get me wrong, the the writing of the stories is fun and I enjoy that. But for me, I love, like you said, the book comes to life when you put pictures to it. Yes. It and to me, that's the joy of helping these other authors out. And, you know, I'm obviously I'm not doing it to be rich because that would just be, uh, it's kind of laughable. But I'm doing it because I want their stories out there. And right. if that's the piece that I can help them with, then so be it. And that's I want yeah. to do that. That's a good thing. I mean, so, Elwin, you have been doing this, too, and you have several books out. So, how do, you know, when you're, when you're wanting to come up with an idea, tell people, like, what they can do at the beginning. Because we'll have to start somewhere. Um, well, for, for, um, for my picture books, yeah. Um, I usually make uh, a dummy book. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. Yes, I, very. Uh, Donald yeah. probably knows what. Okay. Yeah, so, like um, a mock-up. Make a dummy book. Yeah, like I'm um, a mock-up, and then um, well, I would I've gone on Fiverr to look for uh, illustrators. Mm-hmm. So when I have the dummy book done, I'm able to tell them exactly what I want. I mean, I can't send right. them pictures of the dummy book, but in my head, I can tell them. You know, right, what you're thinking of. The specific right. thing. Yeah, and um, and I usually get even better than what I ask them to do because, you know, they're yeah. illustrators. Yes. Um, and then after that, um, you know, I, I usually send it to um, another guy. His name's Ron Melanson. He lives in Canada. And he'll format the books for me for any platform. Um, yeah. Ingram Spark, Amazon, you know, KDP, or um, Kindle. And then... Um, you know, and, and then you just have to order them. I mean, there are there are a lot of steps, but you just have to, you know, like I said, write it, make the mock-up, find the illustrator, have them illustrate it, send it to someone to have it formatted, and then you send it off to the printer. So, Liette, what do you think is the biggest problem? I mean, you're taking the finished book, naturally. So yeah. what do you feel? You talk to a lot of authors. What are What are their problems? The problems are the, I would say, number one is illustrations. Like um, the yeah. gentleman just said before, that he that that's what makes the book come to life. And honestly, yeah. you know, with children and adults too, we're visual creatures. So we're going to look at the book cover, um, which is I think the most important, and that's we're going to make that judgment based on that. And unfortunately, I think that books, you know, you do judge a book by its cover. The cover has to jump out at you, and if it doesn't, mm-hmm. then it's not going to sell. Um, the other thing I think is editing, which is a big part in the self in the self-publishing world, I think that, you know, people write down their story and they feel like it's great and they have maybe their, you know, spouse or their cousin or their family member look at it, which is not a professional editor, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's great, and and then it gets, and then they publish it. I think you absolutely need to invest in an editor um, and absolutely, absolutely need to um, invest in someone, especially to look at, you know, the font size and the way the book is formatted and all that stuff. So um, with the reason I think traditional publishing is so hard to get into is because they're very, very, very picky. And when they look at illustrations and they look at the editing has to be top-notch and they look at the formatting and all that stuff, and I think with um, indie authors, they kind of say, oh, well, I'm just going to self-publish it myself. And, you know, they just want to have their book out there. And then they kind of, you know, um, you know, they have – I don't want to say, but they have to do it, and then they don't put, they don't, they, and then they wonder, well, oh, you know, why isn't my book selling, right, or why am I right, not? Right, and, right, and which is why, you know, like Joanne is started, you know, where she started to try to help people, and I have sent her to Fideli, who has done my books. I've done 12, for 12 years I've known her, 
and uh, Fidelity Publishing. She puts the book together. She doesn't edit it. She's not the illustrator. She doesn't write it. She just puts it, either you have people that you are already, you come to her with it, and then she publishes it. She helps you publish it, and then if you're on your own, you, you she puts it on Smashwords, she puts it on Amazon, you know, everywhere you need yeah. to go, or and she helps you with different things. So Joanne has worked with her for one book, and so, I mean, she this is what people need. She doesn't do the editing, she doesn't do the illustrating, but she puts it together because if you spend all this money and if yes. you don't have it done right and if you expect Amazon to help you without payment, that's not going to help because they do not I, I've had people come to me and ask me questions of why their book they because when you are putting it out and if you don't have someone that can do pick the colors and make it right and make the back of the book look good and everything look right and this is not the book is a disaster. And so well, you also, need Marcia, to buy I've seen books. Go ahead. I've seen yeah. books that I've seen um books get sent to me with error spelling mistakes in them and yeah. errors in yeah. them and grammatical yeah. errors and that's just you can't you can't do that in the publishing world, no. whether it's indie published or traditional. You just cannot yes. do that. If you're going to send out a book, you have to make sure there are no errors, there's nothing misspelled, there's no, I mean, none of that. And um, and I think that before people jump the gun to say, I just want to have a self-published, I, I want to have a published book out, whether yes. it's traditional or whatever, uh, or, or indie, you have to have to make it, make, review it and uh, yes. make sure that it's top notch or else it's just not, it, you're also putting your name behind it so what do you want you know associated with that like oh this is right. just you know all these steps are important and you know there are people out there so okay Joanne you have worked Marcia, with Fidelic okay. so yes yeah can I add to what you guys were saying yes so definitely that's, I'm going to ask what you what authors, you want to do yeah yeah so what authors don't understand is that there's 20 steps before mm-hmm. you get to Robin at Fidelity yeah. Publishing. Yeah. So Robin is our final, final par- partner, and authors don't even talk to her because, you know, by then the product is completely perfect and um, and ready to go. So everything from writing to illustrating to editing to formatting the book to marketing, all of that are those steps um, that are missing that people don't understand. That's what it takes to make a successful book and right, a successful book right. launch. Right, and that's true. And you know, uh, I've had people they go they want to do it on Amazon, but uh, you could maybe do a novel and have it get away with it. But a children's book, if those illustrations don't match on the page, the book you can't. It doesn't work. You know, you have to have it done right. You know, and so and Amazon can take you to a point that you can do, but a children's book is very different. You, it has to be, you know, it, it, it's just different than a novel. So I think people have to understand, like you're saying, the steps. And because Robin at Fidelity, she does not do the other steps. You have to, but if you have a problem or you need to have help, she will maybe tell you where to go, but she isn't going to do that part for you. So, you know, when you when they come to you, Joanne, you, which you've had a lot of people coming to you now, so... How do they under do they understand that this is this is going to cost them some money? It's not free to do. So how, yeah. where do, how do they feel? So we actually have about fifteen authors that we've um, that we've helped this year. Right. Um, and everyone is, is at good. different levels. Yeah, everyone's at different yeah. levels. Some people had the idea. Other people 
had this story written, whether it was a poem, and then um, probably half of our authors actually had it illustrated. And that, you know, to touch back on the illustration, it's been um, it's been interesting to see, you know, either people undervalue the illustrators or they yeah. overvalue. And and there's nothing been in the in the middle, which is really amazing. Right. So, um, so that's why another reason why we wanted to focus on illustrations as well because obviously the illustrations makes um the book um but yeah and in order right in order for you know and also you know it never stops if you think you're going to have a book and put it out there and it's going to work no it's not you you can't you have to market and you you just do i mean and those are all the parts that come with it you know and well, Leah, you and have, also Marsha, uh, that's with traditional yeah. publishing as well, because Saul has yeah, uh, exactly. uh, yes. he has the independent books out, and then he has also right now a series with a traditional publisher, which is yeah. um, um, oh, I forgot the name of the publisher now, uh, but it's a it's a pretty big publisher, and uh, still he has to do I would say about eighty percent, ninety percent of the marketing himself. Yeah, like, it doesn't does. just like right. oh I have a traditional publisher and they're going to market the, my book. No, they, they want to see you working for it. They really want to see you working for it. And even though he has a full-time job, he is, you know, every second he has, he's he's contacting pe- uh, teachers on Instagram and he's, um, you know, trying to get um, people to go on Amazon. And he's in different Facebook groups and, and, and posting about his book. And, you know, he does it all day long. And I'm like, wow, yeah. don't don't they do, like, aren't they going to help you with Barnes? And he said, yeah, no, they do. No, they're but, not. They're but not. They're they not. Really don't. They don't. You know? No, it's and not whatever, whatever yeah. it is, it's traditional or, or independent, you really have to market your work. And you have to get the reviews, and you have to get on blogs, and you have to get on sites. And it, it does take work. But, you know, like everything else, marketing is everything. It's really everything. But unfortunately, it's all the things that people don't want to do, which, Elwin, I mean, of you course. do a lot of marketing. You blog. You do a lot of things. What would you suggest to people? Um, Are you asking Ellen? Ellen, yeah, just yeah, I don't know what she tells the people because you know she markets a lot. Yes, she does. <laughs> I do, yes, but you does. know what? Um, for for all the marketing that I do, I don't get the traffic that I would hope I was hoping for. The only thing I can say is, is you just have to be consistent and stick with it, and yeah. um, you know. Don't get your hopes up too high. I can add to that about the traffic. Okay, no matter how many children's authors I know, and there's quite a few of them, it is so difficult. And this is, it's, yeah. you know, I think when I, 12 years ago when I started doing shows, we, uh, Virginia and I did a lot of uh, children's shows, a lot, and most of them are gone now, okay, these authors. They're gone, you know, because it's not easy. And the thing is, you know, you have to keep pursuing this, and it is very difficult to keep with it. And the marketing, see, the problem is, is that you would think, you might think, which doesn't work, you would think if you are in, like if you're going to go in a group or if you're going to actually have a book tour and you think that the people that are doing your book, let's say it's a book tour for, they don't do a lot, they're not a lot of children as there should be, but there are more adults. So if you join a, a, a place and you put your regular books on, let's say if you're a novelist, let's say if you write a contemporary romance, you might think, that the parents might look at your site and maybe say, oh, maybe I should buy my kids' books, you know, from your site. But they do not. They did, it's like ignore, they ignore only their own genre. 
So the problem about Facebook and Twitter and everything else, everybody's on their own agenda. They don't care yeah. about the next guy, which is really sad. Which, you know, um, Rich Linville, he, these authors actually help each other. And there are a lot of children's groups that do. And there are people like you, Liat, out there that are doing this and you're pursuing it. And that's where they get some exposure. But it's really hard. Because no matter sometimes how much you do, it doesn't get to the right audience because you would think that parents that are avid readers would buy more books for their children from an author that maybe that has written a contemporary romance or a thriller or not, have something. They don't. They don't even right. look at that side of that author. So well, unfortunately, everybody's difficult. competing with Amazon. So you, you yes. know, how do you compete yes. with that? People are just uh, conditioned now to just get onto Amazon and look through thousands of pages of, you know, children's books. I don't know. But the, the, the thing is that it has to come from, um, uh, I think, like schools, book fairs. I know an author that yeah. he's very, very good with getting into, uh, with getting, contacting schools and getting into schools and having the, the schools buy, like, you know, bulk, bulk uh, books from him. And he's done very well with that. And he, he basically gives them a, a, a discount or a wholesale price, and um, he doesn't uh, – reading for them and so there there's ways there's ways around it and i think that people now are starting to realize if i go directly um you know to the author or if i if i i start you know i I go directly to the source then there's there's it opens up a whole slew of doors so you know i think it's changing and and i will say the other thing is the other thing is adult not you know and contemporary romance thriller mystery, all of those, the reviews, okay? You don't have as many people out there that want to give children's book reviews, which is totally absurd because it's so easy. It's not even a long read. Right, right, right. And they won't, you know, and, you can give someone all, a free book and a free like, book. And some people ask people, and I think it's probably a better idea. I, I wish I was that person that could say, you know, here, I'm giving you this book free. Can you do me a favor? But that's but you not ha- what you happens. have to. You have to ask. If I you know. Don't ask, you're, I know. You're going to get a no. So you have to ask, even though, you know, and people people usually just need to be reminded, hey, give me a review, you know. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the book? Give it, and, and they're fine with it. It's just, it's just a matter of doing the part. And I know that everybody right. doesn't like the marketing part, but that's if you want to get right. your book out there, it's, you know, you have to. And with our website, we, we market on, you know, on social media and on, we're on Google and stuff like that. But authors also have to say, hey, you know, we have a uh, – where our book is on Amazon. And most of our books are linked to Amazon anyways. We don't in-house books. Yes. But, but yes. What, what they need to say is, hey, if you um, – instead of going directly to Amazon, go support an indie author and also support a cause if you're going to buy on Amazon anyway. So go, you know, go through that and support and buy a book that yeah. at least will will help will help a cause instead of just buying. You know, we need we need the authors also to to do that and promote that. We can't, you know, do it all. So right, I right. That, think it's the work Donald, of everybody. Donald, so well, how do you feel about yeah. this? I mean, with your marketing, I mean, how do you incorporate all of this? You know, in your uh, like like Liat was saying, it's pretty much everything that I'm doing on a daily basis that her husband's doing. Um, you know, I'm on multiple social groups uh, between Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, different, you know, uh, even like little free libraries I've reached out to trying to get the book at least out there and in front of people because, like you said, the visibility is the biggest thing. And yeah. it's hard as an independent author to do a lot of marketing because, you know, we're not independently wealthy. At least I'm not. 
And yeah. you know, yeah. it's hard to fund all that, you know, and yeah. to everything says buy ads, do this and that. And, yeah. you know, I got to kind of pick and choose what things are going to have the most impact. And what I've learned from a lot of folks too is, you know, get talking, like you were saying earlier, um, talking to the uh, schools, to the different teachers, to the parent groups and things like that. And just reaching out. I've done at my kids' school, um, I had a did a reading with uh, in a Q and A with the kindergarten classes, and you know that I got a little spike in book sales from that, and you know that kind of stuff. I'm trying to do that more, but it's really you know it's a full time job just trying to market. So do you think do you on, think that uh, you know this is for anybody who wants to answer this one? I you know uh, I think Rich Linville was the one that told he's got he has. It was a teacher for 48 years, 45 years or something like that, and he has like 150 books, and he does use a lot of clip art, and he does, and he writes all these books, you know, and he's out there a lot, you know, and uh, he he has decided. I think he said he's all on Amazon. He's not on Smashwords. I think he said that. I'm not sure, but. Um, I go both ways. I go, should I be on Amazon alone, and or should I just be on Smashwords that I could that goes to Barnes and Noble? And then there's so many ways to look at it because if you are on Amazon and you go to Barnes and Nobles and say, can you, you know, um, help? You know, can I do a book signing there? And not, I'm not talking about right now, but in the past, there's no signings anywhere. But can you? Can how about my book? And then they'll say, well, you're primarily on KDP on Amazon. And so we're not interested in having you come to our store. So that's an issue because most people, though, when they, they think you're on Amazon, it's the best thing for selling, but there are so many other people that do good on Smashwords because that goes into the school, Smashwords, you know, and that's where the distribution is if you put your books on Smashwords because you're dist- distributed all over the place. But I don't know that... I, I, sometimes I think Amazon, just being on Amazon alone, you can have free days on Amazon. But sure, then we all do great on free days. But then after that, the numbers drop and everything is the same as it was. Everybody gets the book for free, but yeah. the author doesn't make any money. So I mean, the, it's it's so it's such a, a a bad setup in a lot of ways. And then I'm thinking to myself, like a lot of times that you know indie authors, you know, they put their books for two ninety nine, whereas a publisher is putting the books for six ninety nine. So are we wrong in maybe doing it for ninety nine cents and try making a quarter on a book? <laughs> I mean, like how much are you going to make at ninety nine cents? Which brings me to the other question, the other thing, of if you do an Audible book, Audible pays more, okay, and the ACX. However, a lot of parents do not like the Audibles. They want their children to hold the book. So as authors, how do we? How do authors make money? <laughs> this is not possible when you're giving a book for 99 cents or on free days. So how is that possible for an author to really make any money? Any ideas out there? Anybody have anything to say so, about that? We all know this. I think the crickets are going to be chirping for a bit. Uh, no. Yeah. Actually, I've been working on this. It's Joanne. Um, I've, I've actually been working I think, on this. I also, I'm sorry. I think, it, I think it also depends on your genre because children's picture books are the hardest to market and there is such an oversaturation. Yeah. So I, I think it also, like I said, I think it also depends on your genre. But I love what I do. 
So I'm just going to keep doing it. And, exactly. uh, Me too. That's, that's the whole thing. Exactly. But Right. So exactly. That is the point. Children's authors love what they do. And, they and we need them. We need them, in. Marcia. We need them. And yes, we, I don't. I don't absolutely. like. Audi- I mean, I don't like audibles too because I like my kids to hold the book and see However, the book, and they will pay attention right. more on the, you know, when they have the book but, in hand. But audibles. The thing about a book, there are a lot of children out there that don't like to read, and they will listen to a book and on audio, it sinks in to some children that don't like to read. And you know it's that, and if they have the audible and they have the book in front of them, I think it's a really good teaching tool for them. That's right, my but opinion. I think they should have yeah. the book yeah, with it. It, it all that? goes back to the type of learner that people are. You, you have auditory learners. Sorry. Yes. Oh, God, but there are a lot of auditory. There are a lot of kids that just don't read. Well, that's the problem. You want them yeah, to well, read. See that. You have your auditory learners, you have your visual learners, you have, a, you have a, um, your kinesthetic learners. Yeah. So, but like you're saying, the, the audible books are good for children who don't like to read because right. it's still, you know, it's, it's still developing language and some comprehension. Yes, I, I think that's true. Uh, so I think, Joanne, were you going to say something before? I think. Did you? Yeah, thank you. Um, okay. So we're actually working with our authors um, on – that exactly like one how do they make more money and two how what does each book need um, whether it's products or interactive pages or activity page something so that's actually kind of what we've been working on for the last um, maybe six months and I have a young creative board that actually meets um, weekly so all the kid books go by them so they kind of give the final approval um, so they're the ones that came up with this, and uh, we're just kind of been rocking and rolling, and I'm excited to see. Um, so you're, you're going to develop products with the, in adjacent to the children's book? Yeah. Products and activity pages. Maybe coloring pages. Yeah, activity pages. Yeah, that's, that's another thing. And right? I think that's you huge. Um, I think that's yeah. huge for schools, especially when you're doing virtual readings, which I think is a huge opportunity right now with COVID and, and everybody's doing you know, Zoom and stuff, I think it's a lot easier. Um, and I think that's huge with if you're, if you're doing the, you know, the, the school reading and then to provide that, wow, teachers yeah. will love you, love you. Yeah, I think, you know, and I think it's going to be, yeah. It's difficult. Now, now I, jo- Joanne, do you want to talk about you have a little group of readers? So that's a good idea that you have going for you. Yeah, actually, and it's one of the services that we haven't launched yet, but I'm in the process of launching it because that was another need that we saw in the market with authors. A lot of authors are done with the book. They've paid for the illustration, but they need the editing, and, you know, we're, we're all adults writing children's books. We're, we're not yeah. children today. So yeah. um, I have a focus group. I have a focus group in the Young Creative Board. Um, the focus the group, they meet weekly, and I read all the books to them first. So the kids literally go through the artwork, the, ver- the words, whatever it is, and give the feedback. Um, and that's really, the, you know, the main feedback that you want from the kids before you go to print. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, it, it was interesting to me a lot of times when I used to go to the schools. And I think, you know, it really helps the author to really, you know, uh, talk to the kids. It's it's such a great experience, you know, and I hope that things get better so once again, kids can learn and have authors coming to their, you know, and then, you know, 
as independent authors, people have a huge problem with scholastic. You know, scholastic is in every school. And um, yeah. it's really wonderful that scholastic does this, but the schools are absolutely wrong in not having a lot of other authors there anymore because when scholastic them. comes, scholastic they take out a box of books and put it in the library. When a teacher when an when an author comes and talks to those kids, they love it. Mhm. It you know, and they love to meet the author. And actually they do it with adults too. So I mean, this is a a thing that people have forgotten about that people really like to talk to authors. They really enjoy it. It's an exciting thing because everybody thinks, oh, they may want to write a book or they like to hear about it, and it's so interesting, <coughs> you know. So for me, the, the, those are the sad parts that they don't have. Te- a lot of kids, a lot of kids like to see authors, and the schools don't have them. Well, I think now it's a little bit easier. I know what you're saying, Marsha, because there's a lot of like, you know, red tape. They have to get, you know. Show like, there's just so much stuff they have to show before they actually enter the school, and all that. Yeah. And uh, especially, I think now with COVID, it's going to be even harder to oh, get in. Yeah. But but um, I I do think that with um, the Zoom now, I think it's a lot easier. I know that Saul's been doing a lot of virtual readings, and he's yeah. been getting a lot of sales from that, um, yeah. and offering you know discounts or whatever. And even if not not offering discounts, but just getting you know getting a lot of one of them was like over 200 students where they combined classes, and he got a lot of sales from that. So I think it's easier now, and I think authors should jump on that opportunity and try to get in yeah. uh, doing as many. And and the teachers love it because it gives them a break a little bit, you know. So yeah, if you, exactly. if, I think that's right. a good. Right, I've had a lot of teachers on. I've had a lot of teachers on. It's hard. I mean, it's really hard now. It's very hard. They're not. They're not all used to doing this, you know. And this, you know, it's the same thing. You like feedback, and you know, you can only get so much. But when you're in person with, you know, the student, it's a lot different. You know, right now we're living through something, which you know, in March, I think, uh, Ellen, you know, this we've had shows all the way through, thinking COVID was just, you know, was going to happen in a few months. And Liette, when you it was like we never expected this this much. Yeah. And you know, yeah. and Don, Donald, you're looking for all the new ways. So let me ask Donald. You know, like have have you thought of also? I don't know if people have approached you with doing like logos for them, and not only just children's book, uh, you know, things because people need banners oh. and they need logos. Absolutely, yeah, and that's the nice thing. You know, Ellen mentioned Fiverr earlier, and that's what Rich mentioned to me earlier. Um, in the last show, and that's yeah. what I got on, you know, the day after uh, I was on. And yeah. it's been, you know, creating the custom offers that you can do on there, the custom gigs, and it's it's all the things. It's, you know, I have children's book illustrations on there. I even but have regular, a, a and, bad, and also, uh, like, for other authors, you know, because uh, yeah. I, I have banners, a lot of them. And I and I mm-hmm. tell people you need to have banners, you know. And I have a lot of them. And then unfortunately, I've changed my covers a lot, so it gets a little screwed up. But even though I still <laughs> use some of the banners that I have for the books, if I change the covers, you know. So your service actually, that you can do for adults. I mean, you can do you know covers. Yeah, and that's what I try and promote on there is just a, a wide range of things. So that, you know, if somebody's looking for a kid's author, they get, uh, you know, I'm on the search. If they are looking for, um, you know, 
uh, I've got one guy that wants me to convert all of his hand drawings to digital drawings. So I'm doing that oh, for him. It's great. You know, so there are just all, there's so many, you know, you're only limited by what you can imagine, you yeah. know, and yeah. it's, there's always someone looking for a service. You just have to either, you know, really know it or be confident in it or be willing to learn about it so that you can offer it. Um, right. And that's, that's kind of how I supplement you know, book sales and things like that with trying to, you know, push that uh, illustrator end of things and, and just really pushing that creative envelope to see what can I do today or what, who can I help today? You know, like my problem, like for me, like I'm already thinking I want another logo. I have a logo, but then I'm thinking like, should I keep doing this? Because, I mean, maybe they won't know who it is anymore, you know. But I do like <laughs> to change up things, you know, and I get bored. And so I'm thinking, even with my website, I talk to I at web.com, and they go, no, we really like the way your website looks. I said, but I've had it, and I'm so bored of it. Like, I look at it, you know. And see, that's the thing. I think that, you know, Sometimes people don't realize maybe a change is okay to do. You know what I mean? So because they don't, you know, people look at things and they may go on your website fifty times, and by the sixtieth time they go, "Geez, can they do something different?" You know, but maybe then again, it's it's not a good thing to do because maybe people want to see who you are and will get confused if you do it too much. So you know, this is any ideas for anybody? Anybody have a thought on that of the changing all the time or not changing? Um, I pretty much kept the logo that I that I got um, that, that I a few years ago. I had a logo made, yep. so I pretty much kept that. But for um, my Lemon Drop Literary blog, the educational blog, I changed that logo a couple times until I found one, until I made one that I liked. So yeah. Yeah, but you, you but can I think, change Marcia, up a lot. Also, you, you can change yeah. your your website a lot. I mean, changing your website is is great, and updating it is wonderful. But I think your logo should be kept pretty consistent because that's how people recognize right. you. I know, I know. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> We're going to talk about all my problems and all the things that I change <laughs> up because this is why I do shows for twelve years already because I do change things up a little, and I do think sometimes I've changed. You know, I I like to change a lot of things, and people don't, and some people, you know, it stays the same. So I guess it's what you, people feel like doing, but your a logo really should stay, you know. And um, but then again, you can have a change because maybe you want to get new people, you know. See, that's the whole thing: how to get new people. And but I think you know, also authors should definitely have a, a website. I see a lot of authors that don't, and if they yeah. have more than one book or two books, yeah. then yeah. I think they should invest in a website. And I think yeah. that you could do a website these days for pretty inexpensive. I know, like. Uh, yeah. You know, like yeah. Fiverr and stuff like that, you can get a website done really, really cheap. So I think anything, even yeah. a one-page website, just to have some kind of yeah. go-to um, and, yeah. and something about the author, I think that's definitely necessary. Is there anybody that wants to ask anybody a question or not anybody have anything of each other? Because I think you're all, you know, very good at what you do. And I think that this is what children's authors need to know. Is they have a they have a chance out there, and so many teachers, which Ellen, I think you know, there's a lot of teachers are really good authors. I mean, there's a lot of authors out there that are teachers, you know, a lot. Yeah, of yeah, I, yeah. I, I, um, I interview uh, authors on my website, you know, to help indie authors, and I've also interviewed yeah. teachers on my educational website, and uh, I have interviewed a fair number of teachers who are also children's authors. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's, you know, uh, but, you know, I think there's a limit, though. See, that's the thing. When 
I hear from a lot of people, you know, you can do a lot of these things, but it's a, it's a lot of work, and if you want to keep writing, this is what's hard, is that how do you find the time to do everything in the day, and if you are writing, then you're sometimes thinking about, should I, I have to be marketing now? And so that takes a lot of your creativeness away because you really want to sell, but then again, you also want to write. And I think, you know, the more books you write, you know, especially in the children's field, I think that's a good thing, you know, because you get different audiences all the time, you know, and I well, think, go ahead. Oh, well, well, with the marketing thing, when I first yes. started doing it, I found it to be like a real chore. Like I was like, oh, my God. But now um, I go on Canva and I just feel like it's another form of creative expression. It's still another way for me to tell a story. Yeah. Um, yes. So I don't. I, don't I have. I'm on camera too. I have. Like I, I have. I am on everything, and if I and sometimes if I see something, I go, this is really great, and then I go in and it goes, oh, you've already tried. You know, I've been in there already. It goes your web, your 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 emails on, you know. So I've already been there. So I mean, then I probably forgot about it because I join everything, you know. And I don't know how good that is. Yeah. Not great, but you don't know sometimes what will be better for you, but. In, in, you know, staying in the genre of children's is much better than switching around because it's very hard to market everything, which is what I've had that problem for me, you know. Of, yeah, well, you range oh, from the romance I? to the children's, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very hard. You know, and I, then I did have two websites, and then I went, well, this is, you know, some people said you had to, and then other people say just don't, and then I decided I'll just make it off to the side, you know, and they won't, you know, they can choose where they want to go, you know, into if they want to see my children's books or not. I, you know, it is hard for, I think, authors out there, but I do think that, you know, like on today's show, um, you're seeing that all, for people that are listening, there's all ways they can go about this. And all uh, three so I of think, you... Marcia, it's perspective. It's perspective, yes. just like Ellen said, um, that it's another creative outlet that she, she yes. figured out. And I think that um, if you don't have to put too, so much pressure, it sounds like you put a lot of pressure on yourself, and I don't think that you need to. If you just give dedicate yourself like an hour during the day and say, you know what, I'm going to use this hour just to market, I, I really think that's all you need. And as long as you're consistent and you're, let's say, posting well, I do, I, social- I'm not even talking about me now because I do, I do have like Owl and Pussycat, they are really good and they're very inexpensive and they uh, have been on the show and um, I think um, Delaney Oaks and you know Karen Vaughn these are women that it's very inexpensive and they post things all day long so I have that's one thing I do you know for me but uh, for them they don't have very many children's authors so you know, sometimes I have to say flip over to the children's. But I do think that when you can find people that are inexpensive and that will help you, all the exposure you can get is really good. Absolutely. You, you have know. to be on everything. You have to be on every platform. You have yes. to be on, on everything that gives you exposure. Absolutely. You should have and, an Instagram account just for your children's yes. books. You should have a yes. Facebook page. You should have a website. You should have, you know, be on everything uh, that you can, and especially yes. – um, be consistent with, you know, posting or, and it doesn't have to be just posting about your a book because that can get annoying too. It's just about posting and just, you know, right, right, and like, right, and like Elwin said, you can go into Canva and just put on a spiritual thing or something else or a drawing or something that's not just, you know, um, 
Like even when I put something out the other day, I put like vote 2020, you know, and I got so many people looking at that. Yeah, it's, and it's all algorithm. Just, the right. the social, yes. social media is all algorithm. So if, if they right. see and that, I think you for know, people, posting. being on a show is a really good thing. Being on Absolutely. a show because people like to hear your voices. You know, Absolutely. and they want to know that you're out there. So I think, you know, in closing with the show, I mean, so Joanne, what would you like to say? Because you're at the stage now where you're getting all these authors coming to you. So what did you want to, what would you like to say to people out there that are thinking of publishing? It's what they need to do? Scary. <laughs> it's not all that scary. There are people right. like Marsha and all of us on this panel as guests. <laughs> Um, that can help you. Right. So yeah, it's not. A yeah, I think I think that's the one thing. Go, don't be afraid to ask people to help you. You know, because yeah. I think that like Donald, you know, you met some people, and you know, like Rich, you know, on that site for children. You want to, you know, do you want to talk a little bit about just before we end this about Rich, like a little bit about Rich too, what he does, you know, yeah. on his Linville. He does everything. I mean, the, he, like you said, he had 40 years experience as an educator and he shares that with everybody. Yeah. You know, he's very responsive to questions. He is not, yes. you know, and we, we talked about this last time. It, yes. It's not about the me with him. It's about the we, and that's right. critical with all this because, yes. you know, we've all said it repeatedly today. It's you have to help each other out. And that's, yes. I think one thing that, he embraces more than anyone I know. Right, and I think everybody on this show, all, all of you that are on the show today, are very helpful and will help people. And so, and, you know, and like what Joanne is planning to do is, what she started to do already is she will direct people because they don't have to sit there and say, what do I do? Because honestly, when you're, sometimes it becomes overwhelming for authors. Is and one of the reasons I keep doing this for years is because of the fact that there is aren't people out there. There weren't people out there even years ago that would say, "Listen, I'm going to help you. This is what you need to do," because it's changed so much even in the last five, ten years. So I mean, don't be afraid to ask. But also, if you're thinking of spending a fortune, don't do it. Ask somebody yep. else, because I, I this is the. You know, this is the most frightening part is having people that come to me afterwards and they say, where should I go? I've already spent $20,000. And it's like, I go, what? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh, I oh, I know. I've heard, oh. <laughs> oh, over the years. And it's very sad. And they didn't even get a book. That Really, they didn't even get a book to have. It was unbelievable. And people are doing this. So when they're going to jo- Joanne and they're coming to you for illustrations, and Liette, I mean, this is where they can go to a bookstore to be seen. And Ellen is always happy to interview people. So, you know, all of these things will help. Don't I mean, this is, to me, a really good group of people. So those that are listening, these are people that can help you. You know, to right. get Marcia, to a goal. it has to be. Um, yeah, it has to be Go reciprocal. Ahead. Like I've, I'm trying to build relationships with people. Like I've, I've yes. um, done interviews with independent bookstores because I'm, yes. I know how vital they are to, you know, a local economy and yeah. to just, you know, helping uh, children in their in their neighborhood. So, and then um, I'm try I've tried to build relationships with the libraries in my city. Like um, 
just trying to do well I didn't the the librarians are kind of reluctant to do interviews but um yeah uh, I, I know like I, I haven't had, I know I tried to have I would like to have librarians come on but they don't yeah they don't <laughs> yeah they don't I mean um, but I have started something on my educational blog to help give the library a boost is where I'll go to the, I'll pick a theme that I would do when I was teaching and I'll yeah. get out a whole bunch of books however many I can find and then I'll do mini reviews on them for the scene. Like I just did a I, I just did a, a bunch of reviews on uh, books about the election. But that's that's really the only time that I'll do a review for a traditionally published um yeah. authors. I usually try and do uh independent authors or if someone, you know, reaches out to me, but most of the people who reach out to me to review are independent authors. Yeah, right. So like I right. Said, and, and building relationships. Yes, yes. And that's really important. You know, and so, Joanne, you know, and you're working with Fidelity and you're working with a lot of different people, so this is a good thing, you know. So, you know, I think all of this helps the author. And the one thing that people need to realize is that it is so much easier now. Before, you couldn't, you didn't have this. If you didn't get, if you didn't get to get, you know, get published by a traditional publisher, you were done. Your stories are in a drawer. Now it's not true. You can be out there. You know, if you just follow the steps. Yeah, many authors, you know, this is a passion project for them. Like, they want to publish one book in their lifetime, or they always had a story. Their mom's mom told them, and they kind of wanted, you know, they want to publish it to save it to the family. So there are a lot of people um, like that, and that's why also, you know, we offer our services, because those are memories that you want to keep forever as well. So not everyone wants you know, to write a book series. I mean, when I wrote my first book, I had no idea I had a book series in me. Like, I had no idea. It came after. When you start creating, sometimes you just can't stop. So not everyone has to, you know, have a book series. I think a book series is really good because if the kids like the the characters, they want to see more of the characters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's one of the things that – People don't realize, you know, you you sometimes if you have good characters, you can just put them in another situation, and they'll like it. Yeah, yeah, you know. And Martha, and, and I can I just say, um, oh, sure. Can I just say to um, anybody yeah. who's listening to all the indie authors out there, we love to support your. We'd love to support your book. Um, we definitely want to hear from you if you have a children's book. If you can send it to us at magicbeansbookstore at gmail dot com. And you can also write a blog, and we post it on our website, and it stays there. And we also do, um, you know, uh, book contests. We are doing right now a virtual reading program. We're doing whatever we can to help the indie author. We have a very minimal, minimal subscription plan. It's like $20 a year, um, and you can yeah. put as many books as you want on, on our website. And we do this simply just to help donate as many books as we can. And it's just really a passion project. Um, and like Joanne said, and we're we're doing this just to to help indie authors and to help also children read, and also to get them to have books at home. So if you're listening, please reach out to us and yes. um, let us know if you have a book. And I think I, I think that's true. I think people out there, you know, they they do need help, and there is help out there. I mean, this is a whole group of people here that are willing to help people, you know, and what mm-hmm. they you need help. You know, and 
Donald, yes. you're you're I think you're gonna grow in a different way than you even thought because I think, you know, doing book covers for, you know, a murder, mystery, whatever, thriller, you know, I'll mm-hmm. you know, forward that to tell people because I think that's a hard part is the you know, covers for people. I think they well, you know it's very hard. Absolutely. And what I was gonna say kind of tags on to what, you know, we've been saying, but especially with you know, what Joanne and with um what Liat was saying. You know, my one of my favorite quotes ever is, you know, the worst enemy to creativity is self-doubt. And I think that's what a lot of people who have that book in them are, yeah. they're just not sure where to go, like you were saying, right. and they're doubting themselves so much. But yeah. you have to, you can't, you know, there's so much out there that that's writable, and you just need to do it and trust that, you know, there are folks like, you know, all of these wonderful folks they're going to help them and steer them in the direction that they need to go. Right. So I'm, I'm hopeful that maybe at the beginning of the year, I can't believe it's going to be, we're in the middle of November almost, and it's weird, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, maybe in January we'll have another show like this, and all of you will come on and we can discuss this, you know, further, because there's so many authors out there. And it does, a lot of the same things apply to adults with their books. I mean, it's just a different genre, but it's the same thing. You still need to have, you know, logos. Oh, I, one thing I should say before, you know, I had an author on the other day, Catherine Lane, and she was saying she used to, she was uh, a Johnson and Johnson. She was an executive and she then decided to um, move on, on and write. So she was saying every Sunday, which is a really great idea, though, but she sits down with her husband every Sunday and makes like a plan of what she's going to do for the week to get her book out there. And she made it more like a business, you know, which it is a business. So I think that that's a good thing to do is then plan something of what you're supposed to do all all week and what you plan to do and actually do it because if you treat it as if it's a career, it can be. You know, it's not just a hobby. It's also a career because, you know, and she was making career movements. And, you know, so and I thought it was very interesting um, what how she was, you know, telling everybody that, about being, you know, doing it as a business because whatever you're doing, you know, because a lot of people do want to make money at this. And it is not mm-hmm. easy. It's not. It, it doesn't matter what genre. But actually, if you have a plan, and I think sometimes that works really good for people. And they think that maybe, you know, it's not just a hobby for them. It's more than that, like Donald said. You know, it's more than that, you know, and make it more than that, you know. And, well, you know, from be- – It started as – oh, sorry, Marcia. Yeah, no, go ahead. It started, as a passion pro- it started as a passion project, but, you know, I put my real estate career on hold to make money with kids' books, but – that's why you have to incorporate different things like, you know, yeah. products and activities and market yes. yourself and, you know, what the book is about and, you know, everything else. So I know I felt like when I first started telling people that I was writing children's books, they kind of laughed like, oh, there's not money in it. But, you know, I have to tell you, we have a very healthy clientele of authors. Like we, yeah. COVID hit and we actually got busier because people were, yeah. people were able to be creative and were home. So, yeah. you know, I would like I would like people to know that there actually is money in books. You know, I know other people, you know, maybe I've experienced it, but, you know, we all have yeah. careers or, you know, doing this. Yeah. You know, right. And I do think that, right, and because some people do, and you do have to have a plan in somewhat, you know, and, uh, and it's a career. It can be a career, you know, and Donald, you realize that yours is now a career. 
Absolutely, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. So, you know, and so I think that, you know, incorporating other things that people will need, you know, like products, Julian, I I think all of this is right. You know, all of these things will help. And to get, you know, you just have to work at it, you know, and you can't just ignore that if you really care about this, you also have to put yourself out there. It's hard, you know. I mean, I'm marketing a lot for my shows because I think it's important for people to get correct information and not just, you know, a lot of shows your people are on, they just talk only about their books, but a lot of times authors are really listening to other authors and they're trying to figure out what they can do to help their career. So, which is one of the reasons I do a lot of these shows like this, because I think people need to know, you know, because a lot of authors go through this, you know, and in COVID it's been difficult for a lot of authors. So now I think people, you know, they're trying their best. And like you said, Joanne, they're coming out and trying to now do books, you know, and try to get if they have lost their job or whatever, and now they're trying to go into another career, and they can't do it, you know, but they do need some help, I, I do think. And that's why everybody here today has helped people in a lot of different ways on the children's books, you know, because children's books need a much more tender love and care because the other authors, if you are like a, a – We'll say romance author with a very sexy book and a lot of they sell really well, and that's the truth. I have them, you know. I have I've done all genres, and on my shows and people, you know, they sell a lot of books. But children's authors have a lot of problems, you know. And I think if everybody helps each other out and buys their kids' books and also donates books, you know, because if you're donating a book, you don't really know that maybe when that person gets has a better future, maybe they'll buy some of your books rather than, you know, so give of yourself a little and then it, it's a reward that you get back when kids remember your book, you know. And Agreed. so I think that we're all in this for that. For one thing, when you're writing children's books, you really care about children and how their messages, you know, I when I originally wrote my books, I didn't realize they really had messages till people were saying, oh, this is a good message. I just wrote it because it was what I felt. But then when people reviewed it, they made it more of it's like confidence or whatever. And so I think everybody sees everybody's books a different way. So I think that anybody listening there, all of these people here today will be able to help you. And I have their sites on my you know, page, but if you want to reach out to them and you didn't remember who they were or you wanted to really get their website, just let me know and I'll be happy to put you in touch with all of them, you know, because I think that everybody on the show today, I so appreciate it. So does everybody want to give where they can reach them? Joanne, where can they find you? Um, you can go to our website, which is joefactor.rock. Uh, yeah, sorry. Okay. All right. And okay, Donald. Uh you can reach me anywhere. Um Instagram, Twitter, uh it's Donald Lloyd underscore author, uh or it's just Donald Lloyd. Um it's easy to find me across all of them. I'm on Fiverr as well. Um uh, it's D L nine four two is the the handle on there, but there's also, you know, Facebook. I mean basically any of those options will take you to me. Elwin? Um, the best place to go to access everything is um, elwinautumn.com. I have links to everything on my website. Liette? Um, you can go to magicbeansbookstore.com, 
And you can also find us on Facebook and on Instagram on Magic Beans Bookstore. This is good. All right, I have those on there. <laughs> I did that. Okay. All right, so any last words for anybody? Or are we we're okay today? Everybody, I think, got pretty much of what they wanted to say. Anybody have anything else that they wanted to add before we close? Nope. No, just thanks so much for having me on again, Marcia. Oh, you're welcome. Really, um, you're nice welcome. Talking to everyone. Thank you. Yes, and it I was hope great. everyone went, has as a always, really... went, you know, I think you're like a regular on the show, went because, you know, it, it, this is a very good place to be when you have friends that are in this, you know, because our regular lives, our friends don't understand us. So we all know that. <laughs> that's for sure. That we all have that one thing in common. They have no idea what we're talking about. So this is why yeah, this is true. a forum. It's true, isn't it? I mean, really, they don't know what we do. Yeah. That's it. You know, but we know what we do, and we help each other. All right, so thank you all for being on the show. And in thank Danny, you for we'll having us, back. You know, we'll have another show, and we can all discuss, you know, how the – Christmas and Hanukkah season went, we'll hope, you know, that people will be buying and donating. Just the same. So Absolutely. thank you all for the show and everybody take care. And I will be on tomorrow with Jeff Fleischer talking about uh the election results. And he does go out and speak in schools, you know, and to well, he has been doing some Zooms too also, you know. Um so I mean this is what's happened, you know, but it'll change, I'm hopeful for everything. So I and wear your masks. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Marcia. Bye.